Um, so why don't you start us off by telling the story of the last time that we uh, did a podcast, you and I? Uh, it was a great. It was a great podcast. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be great. I, you don't even. I didn't even realize forty five minutes have gone by, but forty five minutes did go by because of the the sweat stains from being in the hot RV, and you could just tell time was kind of ticking a little bit, yeah. and. Um, I forget what triggered you to look, but you looked somewhere and looked at me and looked there and were kind of like... I realized that the recorder was not recording. Yeah. And yeah. we just had a conversation for 45 minutes asking each other questions and exactly. having a few drinks. So we can RV. just look at it as a, a great convo that we had that was ju- just for us. Yeah. But yeah, me and Blaze have already had this I already did a podcast with Blaze last year, and I was doing it myself. I didn't have anyone helping, so things happen. Technical errors where I don't remember, was it that the battery went dead or I just didn't press record? But I think the battery was dead. That's a better excuse. It, it, and we were sitting in a dead RV at the time, I believe, too. Yeah, so. we were sweating heavy. Yeah. yeah Comfy right. seats, though. Remember? They so, yeah, lean back I love the bit. RV. It's yeah. no more. It's since been gifted to an employee, but... Um, but yeah, this is the second lap around, uh, the blaze podcast experience. Um, you've, you've done a bunch of other podcasts. You've kind of been asked a lot of questions that some, I think like maybe give a little gist, give people the, the theme or the, the summary of what you are. You're a goalie who plays, you know, in the NLL as well. Like what? Yeah. Because I don't want to get into that. I just want you to state it as a fact. Yeah, I'm someone who plays professional lacrosse as a goalie, but also as an offensive player known as a forward. And I'm one of a kind. I'm the only person doing it currently. And believe it or not, there are, I want to call them pathfinders, but my path is a little bit different in that um, all the field lacrosse goalies that have played another position professionally have been defense transition where I'm just a pure offensive guy, which is the exact opposite from what I do as a goalie. You know, you go from directly scoring the ball into the net to trying to prevent it. So it's an unlikely, unlikely combo for sure. Yeah. And then people then counter me with, uh, your name's blaze. And you're like, yeah, that's what, what, why is that's that? part of the story. Oh yeah. You well, know? I like the name blaze. Yeah. Oh, you're a trailblazer. Yeah. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, there's part, I mean, to be a, a, fee, a goalie in field lacrosse and then to be as um, competent as you are at um, indoor lacrosse offense is crazy because I played off, like the, the whole purpose of my entire career <laughs> was to get a ball on a goal, right? It's pretty simple. And yeah. then I played indoor and I, I, you know, I didn't manage to do it nearly as well as you do. So <laughs> I don't know whether to look at you as crazy gifted or myself as just bad at indoor. Listen, it's probably both. Don't two worry. different style of players. I've seen your highlights: <laughs> underhand twisters, near side, by the hips, flying around the net. Oh, I like this. Something that we had in common is that I'm a firm believer. I call it the money maker, and I just draw a big imaginary circle right in front of the goal. And I believe if you get to that area, you know you're gonna make some money because you're gonna put the ball in the back of the net, and you weren't afraid to get to that area. I saw you flying around the crease, and yeah. there's consequences to you know, being airborne in that league and so mm-hmm. close to their goalies. But we both found success in those areas. And 
mine come a little more off of I would say the dirty work is in setting picks and and yours you know, also come a little bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but yeah, that was I mean in indoor. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. I didn't score a lot, but in outdoor, I did get to the money maker spots. That's why I made close to you know seven hundred fifty, eight hundred bucks a game. You know, this is the this is, this is why they pay you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're a goalie who who also plays offense and indoor lacrosse, which is just crazy in and of itself. But I know every time you come on an interview, people you know you tell a similar story, so people can look into your other interviews to kind of get how you started into lacrosse. You played attack as a kid, but you also played goalie. Then you got recruited as a goalie. Um, and that's where I'm interested in picking up on because you went to Albany. Why would you pick Albany out of curiosity? Three hours down the road. But honestly, um, you know, I was a top 50 recruit. Grew up in upstate New York. Good high school across. Went to a public school, Fairport High School. But we had colleges in the stands at our games. And we had a great, you know, from the start, I knew I wanted to play college lacrosse and I was getting looks everywhere and it wasn't, you know, all my friends were committing. And at the time there was no NCAA regulation on recruiting. So, you know, some of my ninth grade buddies like, oh yeah, I'm going to Syracuse. You're like, oh, you, you, you still got gum in your braces, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Pass the nerve rope. <laughs> yeah. And I was approaching my junior year and I was playing a uh, attack at the Syracuse shootout in Albany or sorry. And Coach Mar from Albany saw me playing attack, and I had a couple goals. It was a fall tournament, actually, and it was cold. And he came up to me after. He's like, oh, you got some pretty good hands. Like, you know, started talking. And at the time, one of my coaches was Tim Sudan, who, you know, is a pro prolific lacrosse player yeah. and one of my idols growing up. And, you know, they started talking. And, you know, two days later, I'm I'm in the car with my father going up to visit University of Albany where Coach Mar saw me as an attackman, mm -hmm. you know. And I mentioned to him, yeah, I play goalie. And he had a goalie in our grade – already recruited Ryan Riccadelli from Chaminade, you know. Uh -huh. So, you know, for all he knew, I was Wait, just... from where? Chaminade. On Long Island? Yeah. Oh, I went, I went there. Yeah, it's a good lacrosse school. Mm -hmm. the, the what, the Golden Flyers? Uh, the Flyers, yeah. Is it Golden? I don't know. It was a no. long time ago. <laughs> no, it, the Golden... I think it's just the, the Golden Flyers are Nazareth, <laughs> Golden Flyers, a, a Division three school down uh -huh. the street from me. But, yeah, the Flyers, uh -huh. the Chaminade so, Flyers. So a kid from Red Chaminade, and yellow. Or, he already recruited a goalie. Yeah, he was you already were, locked in. So when I was late. Did he think at all that you could be a goalie? I mean, you never know, but he originally saw me playing offense. And when I showed up to Albany, I had all the old school Maverick gear. And at the time, I mean, you went through it too. Gear was a lot different than, you know, got one pair of elbow pads and mm -hmm. two helmets. and But I had both player and goalie stuff in my locker. And I showed up the first day and I'm playing goalie and, you know, get through practice. I'm getting lit up by the Thompsons. I'm miserable. Go from letting, you know, five, six goals in during high school to Lyle Thompson, one-handed, Miles, Ty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Calling my dad like, oh, man, I'm way in over my head. You know, I can't believe. Mm -hmm. And a week or two goes by, and I remember Coach Mar being like, all right, man, up unit. He's like, Blaze, you got your uh, – So so you – sorry to cut you off. No, cut you, me off. You, in the beginning, goalie. You're playing goalie. Goalie. And you t was that because – Scott Marr was like, you know, go play goalie. Or were you like, I'm a goalie? No, I think I think through conversation and before I made my commitment, which was uh, on the, I believe Took, was on oh, the I ride home from Albany. I got you. That I literally called him and said, I want to be an Albany Great Dane. Gotcha. You know, the way that he shook, he dapped me up, gave me a big hug, showed me around. He's in his flip flops. It's uh -huh. summertime. Yeah. Just seemed like the spot he said, one of my, see, it's like full circle. One of my other idols growing up was Brett Queener. Mm -hmm. 
Lived in Penyan, 45 minutes down the road. Played in Section 5, same section I did. Go figure, Brett Queener played for the Boston Blazers in the NLL as a transition player, but as a goalie who also played man up in college, is known for the theatrics, going coast to coast, throwing behind the backs. I'm sure you know yeah, who Brett Queener is. I was a Beck, Brett Queener fan he, and then a friend of Brett Queener, so he's he, he kind of is the, the previous generation's exactly, you, really. Exactly, and my game was molded around that, and go figure – Brett Queener was a goalie at Albany. He transferred mm-hmm. from Herkimer, and I don't know. It just felt like it made sense, you know, to yeah. an 18, 17-year-old kid mm-hmm. going on 18 when you have a hard decision to make. But he goes, okay, man up. You know, he goes, boys, you got your elbow pads and stuff? And I'm like... So he, did he, he didn't warn you on that? It's no, just he didn't like, warn me, and I have sweatpants on at the time. And I remember, <laughs> I remember I take my cup out of my thing, throw it on the ground, go running to the locker room to get my stuff to play man up because I was so excited I was going to get a chance uh-huh. that I realized that I didn't even have a short stick strung. But one of my things growing up and my best friend, Derek DeJoe, who played at Syracuse, strung all my sticks growing up, you know, always changing up his stick. I could pick up any lacrosse stick, throw with it two times. If it threw high, I aim lower. I could just grab a stick. So I just remember going in there, grabbing elbow pads, grabbing someone's stick out of their locker, never used before and going in on man up. In front of, and at the time I was a freshman, two weeks in, you know, you got other lefty midfielders and attackmen that, you know, yeah, are like. you're going in ahead of. But I didn't care. I knew, you know, I knew I was so excited. It was, it was more exciting than honestly being in goal at the time. And uh-huh. I earned my spot on man up and um, I netted one one career goal as a man up guy. I had a couple shots, a couple assists. I uh-huh. played uh, my first uh my all all through my freshman year and half of my sophomore year where the flag would go down, I would sprint to the penalty box. And you were on man up. They gave me little elbow pads. I'd grab a stick and I would go play man up. That's and crazy. Yeah, it kind of got to be a lot and, you know, I was more needed in that, but gave other guys the opportunity to play some minutes in that. And, yeah. you know, it was... I remember watching because my brother was a few years ahead of me. I, I went to watch them play Albany. And I remember Brett Queener being frustrated. He played man up, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'd like run it up. He, 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 you know, was a lot. He was annoying, really, because he was good, right? It's like yeah. a guy who can play. That's that immediately bothersome, right? It's like, oh, they think their goalie can just like come out here and play offense. Right. But like, yeah, you guys can. And the can. thing about Brett is that he, he has a, uh, a feel for the theatrics. He doesn't make 100%. anything easy. Like, he can just simply flick the ball five yards at someone, but he wants to jump and throw it between his legs or yep. he wants to swim move yeah. you or spin move you or let, let him slash you one time and then he's running by you like this, you yeah. know? Well, in a way, that's, you know, th- that part always resonated with me. There's some children making a racket in the hall. I might have to go out yeah. and... Um, but yeah, that always... The way he played the game resonated with me because like how creative can you really get as a goalie, right? Like you're very limited. You got to stand in this circle here and you got to stop the balls, right? But well, to, he's, when you say it like that, but and I'm not, I'm not, as, I'm not let, being demeaning to the position. I just listen, mean he brought a flair to it that was like, oh, there was wow, no boundaries. You can, yeah, you can, and Tears, obviously playing offense is an example. It's, but it's very, it's very he typical. Would t- chuck up behind the back. It's very would, typical for an offensive guy to say, oh yeah, you're stuck in the circle. But to us, I'm right, ju- it's a boundary with no boundary because we are technically allowed to run anywhere on the field. But there's only one person allowed inside that cylinder. So technically, you I like are, that. you're I like the that. one that is actually confined on the lacrosse field. Because I'm with you. We're going to get into you that. You can't go we're into that into, area. I know you're a big goalie evangelist. We're going to get into it. How can you not be? But we're going to get into the goalie thing. But yeah, I just meant that 
that that that point went awry because I I wasn't using I wasn't meaning it to to talk shit oh, on yeah. goalies although I'm fine doing that but one week out from um, training camp you know that you got to start flipping the switch a little bit yeah it's yeah which than I, which I respect my point was yeah. just that you know it's rarer for a goalie to have flair given the nature of the position so <laughs> like guys like you and him are entertaining to watch because you're different than the rest of the goalies um getting back to your wow these this. This kid's. They really... don't like. They don't like that. I just came at you. I'm sorry. Maybe they're crying because I was mean. Nah, they're probably just. I I I appreciate your point. Nah, they're. You do, but we might have to. Austin, how's the sound? Is it okay? We'll deal with the babies. Um, your time at Albany. Two things interest me. Well, in terms of like your experience playing, like people who were there, like what you said, Scott, the coach, Scott Marr, for people listening. He seems like a very laid back guy. You guys take these funny like team photos in bow ties with wacky mustaches, dyed hair. like the, yeah. there's a very loose culture at Albany in a, in a cool way and in the way that you guys play the game. So like how much of that is is him? Is him being like, "Boys, run and gun." 100%. Dye your hair blonde. Get a handlebar mustache. <laughs> 100%. One of the things that I respect mo- uh, most about coach Marin and, you know, when you're ahead of something so big and you're in charge of, you know, lacrosse teams have 50, 60 kids, all, you know, and you're in charge of every single one of them. It's easy to create a module and try to plug those kids into those pieces where mm-hmm. you see them fit. You know, your ex attackman is a guy that you want to be doing this. And, you here's know, everyone my, has my system. Yeah, here yeah. everyone has a role to play uh-huh. and you'll, you know, within the role, you'll get your chance. Like you'll you'll have everyone's gonna get their opportunity. That's how the game works. That's why it's a team game and it's amazing. But Coach Marr would look at a group of guys, allow you to be you, allow you to be unique, and then he finds a way to use that and mm-hmm. what he's trying to to fulfill and, and and what he is creating from an offensive, defensive, and a special team standpoint. And mm-hmm. you see that a lot. That a lot of guys for a small SUNY school that you know. I, I was lucky enough to play in four. I made four tournament appearances, but never made it past the quarterfinals. And, you know, maybe it's definitely on the rise. You see the PLL going and playing games in Albany. Albany is a lacrosse school now. People know about Albany. Yeah. But the amount of, you know, Tawarton winners and people that are shining in professional lacrosse, guys like Connor Fields, Lyle Thompson, Miles Thompson, Ty Thompson, you know, Brett Queener, myself, I you know, with Clancy or McClancy? Yeah, McClancy. There's yeah, so McClancy. many guys, but He's, he was he played loose. He, he just he played lacrosse. Sneak, He's got the long, yeah, the he long could go, red he hair. He could play yeah. D. He could everything. He's just an Albany, Albany guy. What I'm trying to get at is that I feel like it allows you to really flourish, flourish, and and show your true skill out. And and there was no leash. You know, and I'm not saying that there's a lot of leashes in college lacrosse. There's players making plays all over no, the field. But, but Lyle right. Thompson, you know, the mentality of being Lyle Thompson was that the best player in the world at the time, I believe, mm-hmm. especially in college lacrosse. But he's the best player on our team. He's going to have the ball in his stick yeah. with the freedom to do whatever he wants with it more than, you know, say maybe a midfielder who's not producing, you yeah. know. And we were all good with that. And he made everyone around him better. And, you know, Lyle, you talk about the Dejas dunk. That's what we call it. When yeah. you go around the backside and you flick the goal, you see it everywhere now. I just, I did it in men's league. Yeah. And I said it took seeing Lyle doing it for me to, you know. Yeah, it really allows you to, you know, as These the young the kids would say, right yeah, <laughs> get, get in your bag. You know, everyone talks about, oh, yeah, I'm in my bag, you know. What does that mean? 
as in like your bag of creativity, hard work, footwork, oh, okay. whatever you kind of mix your game into mm-hmm. being. What do you want it to be, you know? But that's one thing. And Did and you – go ahead. Do you have more? He just instilled fun throughout it all. Yeah. So Was being that right able away? To be, like oh. when you showed up and he's giving you the tour of the campus and he's in sandals, that's a statement. He's got a me. big straw hat yeah. on. He looks like he's about to absolutely shine at like a tailgate. And Shade, he's the head yeah. coach. You're like, Shades right, this on, is the place everything. for me. Sun's yeah. shining, he's happy as can be. You yeah. know, and is that, arm, te- that is his open. temperament? He's a he's a generally happy happy guy that that loves that job. He loves the position that he's in, and he affects so many people. And mm-hmm. you know, he's like, does he swing the hammer at all? Does he come down on guys when he needs to, or is he? He's the, he's the big dog around there. I yeah. mean, so he lacrosse, plays both lacrosse, sides. at the time when I was when I was enrolled. Lacrosse was the sport. You know, we played all of our games in the football stadium. We we got a lot of fans, and you know, at the time he was the most successful coach. You know, on campus along with basketball, and you know, just his demeanor with his long hair, and you know, but he 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 swung his hammer. He let you know who was in charge, and gotcha. you know, like you said, there is when when there's freedom. You know, you have to learn how to to live within it and have control and do the things that he wants while balancing the freedom that he gives you. Because, you know, as a young 18, 19, 20-year-old young male, (laughs) you know, trying to figure your stuff out and having so much on your plate, you know, it could could be be a slippery slope. But he let you learn that on your own. And I think those life experiences and, you know, learning like that is super important and, you know, raising good you, young men do you think there's any other scenario any other school where you go and you're playing man up to or do you think that has that it been done has it been done before anywhere else I'm i know brett, sure, brett, brett, que- brett queener did it at albany before me so i wasn't even the first one at albany i was the yeah. second one but from and i've watched a lot of lacrosse growing up from the time i've been five years old to, till now, and I've never seen a goalie on a different program mm-hmm. play man up. I'm seeing more you, and more coast to coast, but I've never yeah, seen yeah. that. The so boys are trying to so, trying to emulate. Yeah, the numbers show no. Do, yeah, do you think uh, had you not gone there that you're an NLL player today, or do you think kind of playing in that program, the coach, like letting you have freedom like that and being like Blaze, you know, you could play. There might you be ready for man up. Like the fact that that's on the back yeah. of your mind the whole time, does is that a necessary ingredient for you now being in the NLL, or could you have gone to pick your school and still be in the NLL? To be honest, when I look back on it, obviously, you know, one thing I tell kids all the time, they're always, you know, kids are always asking me a lot of questions, which I love to answer because ask people that have done things, you know, that's how you learn. But mm-hmm. when I was going through these times and, and, you know, going through college and going up to the res and playing ball, you know, there wasn't much thinking being done. I kind of just went and did, you know, and mm-hmm. and now you get a little older, you've been around it, you look back what help, you know, the people that have helped you along the way, what's helped, you know, mold your story. And honestly, like my man up career wasn't as impressive as I wish that it could have been. You know, I mentioned that mm-hmm. I, I think I netted one goal and had three assists and I probably played on a total of about 25 man ups. You know, like I was in and out and, yeah. you know, it just, it was a lot being the starting goalie, especially being a freshman and having the run of the box and, you know, there's kids that are capable. And so I don't want to, I, I don't want to give my box career, my box career is made up of a lot more and that yeah, yeah. pretty much is in line with going to Albany and the fact that Ty Thompson was the one that invited me down to, 
you know, try out for. So which which does mean that yeah, because he, so it wasn't the man up thing. It was more your relationship with the Thompsons with, and, the, exactly. and your time on the reservation. It's exactly a hundred percent. We'll talk about that briefly because mm-hmm. that, that's an interesting time during your development. But um, one more what? So I just practicing with the Thompsons. I know myself. You know some of the the, the purest things I've done on the field because the, the lack of pressure and how loose practice is. Like a few times I would go into the coach's office and be like, you know, was this on camp? Like, you know, what I mean? I'm trying to go in and watch my highlights from practice. You know, right. Yeah. The arrogance. Um, no, but no, but yeah. there, there's a certain looseness about practice. Did the Thompsons do things on a regular basis that were like, my Lord, these kids are just like the way they play the game. Every single minute. I wasn't of, sure every if sing- your, your look was confusion, but it was actually, P- did PTSD just kick in for you? We had to do f- four on threes to start practices on a Monday morning, and yeah. I don't think they shot the ball normal one time. <laughs> yeah. my, That's my dream. I remember Miles doing this thing where he was literally trying to score on me, see how far behind Jelly he could score on me, uh-huh. and he took a step behind and he ripped the ball, you know, could have easily made a different play, ripped the ball off the side of my foot when I was standing against the pipe. So intentionally hit my foot with a lacrosse yeah. ball and it went in. And so was, they, and they, they just played with me and they, yeah. I don't want to say they picked on me because, but, but no, that's so it was like, never, it's it was never vanilla. Never. I love that because that's like a regret of mine is that I like Austin will tell you, he's on my men's league team. I'm addicted to just, anything but the regular right and it's like you're kind of, are you you know you a professional player who's playing in men's league do you have to throw everything behind the back yeah because it's not fun if i don't <laughs> but that's just i wish i i did that more because i'm capable it's not just like a, sh- a showboat type of thing like this a pass is a pass i could have thrown sure. this pass in 2010 i could have like I, I just wish i played more like i i played more like the thompsons really so like I just imagine a practice there being fun in a way where the culture allows that type of play to not really be looked at like that, right? It's like if yeah. you if you chucking everything behind the coach might be like, all right, boys, like let's get serious. And no, this is serious. Yeah. This is like this is the way the the best way to play. Like Coach Mar would sit at the midfield line. We did this drill called dog drill, which was a transition drill. 90% of our drills at Albany were transition. He's, uh-huh. he's running gun. He's like, ah, six on six. That's the hardest way to score. Let's go score when they have less guys and we have more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, ri- riding? Here's how you break a ride. You get up the field and you go and score. You know, like, he yeah, kept yeah, it very yeah. simple. He uh-huh. called the restraining lines blue lines, like hockey. Like, uh-huh. He's like pretty much saying the middle of the field's where the game's won and lost. And yeah. um, he would sit up there and he would have a, a wooden stick and – he would listen to Pearl Jam about 85% of the time. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes he would come out and be like, hey, you guys can put your music on. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have to listen to a live by Pearl Jam for the 19th time today. Like, <laughs> But you would look and people would be making plays and it's contagious. You know, Everything's mm-hmm. contagious. So you, now everyone has the confidence. Now everyone's in their bag, you know. And I Coach still Mar- haven't quite picked up on the, the meaning of the end of, of this, your bag. You're going to get a total, total... <laughs> education on getting in the bag okay. but you just see coach mar sitting at the midline holding his wooden stick glory like hair flowing like uh-huh. playing air guitar just people making plays like yeah like it's almost and like you're like wow it's like, a tr- it's yeah. yeah like i feel like damn 
No, and I should have went to Albany. <laughs> no, it's but like there's part of me, there's a part of me that like loves that style of yeah, play. Best four years of my life, and obviously it has to reflect reflect in the way the guy recruits. Right, you can't get a guy who's maybe more regimented and who's not as loose. Right, right. He's, he's not as system. Who wouldn't? Fl- you need to get people who flourish, like you said, in a, a more loose system. So yeah, and it's just a cool, a, a cool program. We got he's got a good thing going over there. Yeah, and while we're on the topic, because I don't think I've ever discussed this, but when Lyle Thompson would go, and we call his his uh, Native American name is Dehasanunde. Dehasanunde. Yeah, and I forget the exact meaning, but we used to call him Dehas. Dehas. Dehas, and. We started calling that move the Dehas Dunk when he would the go Dejas around the back. Yeah. Is that a widely is that the term? I, Why I'm, is that not the term? Not that many be, people know that. I know, but well, Dehas Dunk. I'm going with it from now on. The Dehas Dunk. It yeah. sounds sick too, right? They, yeah. But he would he would at practice, you know, he he would he would score on me a lot. But he would come to me and be like, "Hey, what, like, what makes it harder if I go like this and shoot it from here? If I keep my stick, like, uh, what's the key? You know?" Yeah. And we had that relationship and he did like all of his little twister moves. And what was cool to me, which I don't even know that he realizes because I think he was doing it for himself mostly. Like, hey, is this hard to save? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to do that, you know? But he would shoot those shots on me and I would try my hardest to save them and I would... And, that helped develop my skills. I watched him throw these twisters. I watched him throw, you know, get his stick up high and lift his chest and slam the ball yeah. low. Like I watched Who's him, gonna be more I watched him do that save. stuff and it helped me, you know, kind of learn how that it, to translate into my box game, but it also gave me, when I was saving the ball, confidence because he would do these moves against other goalies and he would shoot the twister. And when he would do it to me, you know, I knew it was coming. I, I, I got down the motion and I wouldn't be over here and my stick's over here. You know, I would uh-huh. stay balanced. But then he would go and do it against... And bury it. And the goalie would be all the way over here and the goal's over here. And I'm like, mm. well, I can save that. You know what I mean? It gave me confidence yeah, and, and taught me. Yeah, like torture other like, goalies. I can save those, but he is <laughs> making these yeah. guys look like fools because they don't yeah. know. Like, I'm my my game is growing mm-hmm. because of that. And You, th- you think he's the... The best college player. Like, what are your thoughts on him in, in terms of being one of the best of all time? He's, his career still ongoing, and it's going to be cool to see him in the PLL this year. But in terms of his, what he did in college. He's the best lacrosse player that I've ever seen, and I got to watch it through my eyes. So you uh-huh. can look from the outside and say you're biased. I, I, I watch the Gates on TV. I know, you know, I read about him. I watched. I was around Lyle Thompson, and I know the impact from him just playing lacrosse that he had on me mm-hmm. and what he did for our team and how much success we had and really how much he turned an entire, you know, Albany's the capital is the capital of New York state, you know, like it's called the capital district region. Like he changed like lacrosse is huge. It's just like Homewood field. You sell out the, the, the Albany stadium. When we go to the PLL, mm-hmm. it's sold out just yeah. like, you know, and that was a direct result of him and his impact on the game and to hit, for him to do it and to graduate and to have two kids and, you know, to balance all that stuff. And then, you know, the numbers and the theatrics and playing against them every day and being a goalie, yeah. you get a pretty good, yeah, I was you know, say, you get a pretty good seat. In the, you're in the most the, qualified, right? Yeah. You're the person who's mo- for, most inclined to almost hate him, not it, hate him, but be like, God damn, every day he just... Scores on me from behind the net, or does? I've seen it all. Yeah, and and you, and you think he's the? I mean, I'm I'm a. Yeah. I think he's probably the. He's definitely with my subjective preference of how I like the game played, yeah. which 
call it what you will. Some people would be like, I, I just like stats or I like, you know, if you like, isn't he the points leader too though? Yeah. He's yeah. A, I mean, to be the he points. Ba- he, he He's backs people down. He beats people with speed. He shoots the ball from deep. He exactly. plays off ball. He to feeds be, the, He's everything. To be yeah. as creative as he is and be the points leader. To me, it's not really debatable. No. I mean, I think he's the, the best college player of all time. I can, you know, some people have the ball a lot in their sticks and you want them to pass it. Some people have the ball in their sticks a lot and you never want them to pass it. It, he's the latter, but yeah. when he does pass it, it's usually for a cool assist or something like that. So it's just like watching uh, him is. Uh, everyone around him was better. Look at what he did for Miles and Ty and Connor Fields was the all time uh-huh. or scored the most goals as a freshman because he played with Lyle. But you know, I was thinking about naming this. I was you know thinking the names of the podcast. I was maybe gonna go with the Goat Podcast. You know, mm-hmm. that's a t- for your for. Your- for, for this podcast, the title of it, but now oh, that we talk about Lyle, I don't think that I'm gonna be naming it the goat anymore. Yeah, because he's, he's got that title and he's yeah. still not done, and he's a <laughs> wildly good indoor player on yeah. top of what and he's he represents. He rents, represents a, a a community and a group exactly. of people that I've come, you know, he's t- very yeah. far to learn in, in the way that Let's he get represents. Into that. That. Let's get yeah, so you you spent some time on the reservation through your uh, friendship with Ty Thompson, who you played with in college. Which reservation? Uh, the Akwazusni Mohawk Reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's located uh, way up north um, near Messina, New York, and it it borders Canada where um, it's Cornwall, but it's the the cities that are most recognizable are um, Ottawa and Montreal. So like okay. way yeah, up north. Far, yeah, yeah, a little bit farther west. Yeah. In terms of New York. Correct. Um, yeah, so what was that like? You went and you played box yeah. on the reservation, right? And was there, like obviously you credit that with your box skills being developed but off the field what was that like what like what what was your time there like it was it was a total new understanding of you know a way of life and to to be an ops you know an observer you know i'm very vocal and outgoing and could talk a mile a minute but i also like to sit back and observe and i learned so much on you know the the way of living there and how people you know families like for an example um it's a small reservation it's nine miles makes up the main line you know and and all the roads off of it are roads like thompson road and the families you know there's so many generations they you know you're talking fifth sixth generation of family with all the same last name Mm -hmm. thompson and they're all living down those roads and you know tarbell road and Mm-hmm. You know, Bombberry Road, all these roads, right? And families and, you know, everyone leaves their door unlocked and everyone knows everyone. And, um, you know, playing in the games, you know, you're you're representing a lot more than yourself. And um, my team specifically, you know, the Akwazusni Indians, we played in the Ontario Lacrosse Association, the OLA, one of the, you know, Junior B Lacrosse. There was probably uh, five kids that weren't from the res that played on the team. Mm-hmm. And... They were all Canadian. Our goalie was from Quebec, you know, a couple kids from Cornwall. But, you know, I was the only kid from where I'm from doing what I was doing. And they came in and opened with open arms. And it's like having no job experience and not having gone through college and just being thrown into a job and them saying, hey, you know, figure out a way to be successful, essentially, because I went from playing (laughs) what I thought was a virginal box across Uh where their field that's inside of an indoor you know arena where you're playing you know 
because it was too cold to play outside. You know, I never mm-hmm. really played real box across. And then you go directly to the roots of the game. You know, the Native Americans created this game, and yeah. I'm now learning from the roots and playing in one of the tougher leagues and and learning the hard way what I can and can't do. Yeah, and that's your fastest way of learning. You know, the you know the jump that I made and from my first year playing junior B box across to my third year that resulted in um, a founders cup champion, which is, you know, the junior B yeah. champion. It It's, it's the first one we brought back to our res. It's a big deal for at the time what I was going through and like the growth over those three years, you're like, like, wow. Yeah. And it's just because you were thrown into the fire. You know yeah. what I mean? But it, it did, it give you a new respect for the sport itself? Kind 100%. of like a, yeah. Like you said, right at the source. hundred percent. Yeah. That's very, and cool. You know, to the reason that you're playing the game is, uh, you know, they remind you of that, you know, why you're playing. And you see a lot of elders. They call them elders, the, you know, the elderly community of of the reservation. And they're all sitting at the games and they got the best parking spots. They get the, you know, like a re- like a reserve spot for uh-huh. handicap. But, you know, the elderly park up front and they're sitting closest to the glass and they just watch the game because it's good medicine. But, you know, you also learn a lot from from that and we kind of talked about that earlier and the, the fact that they have gone through things and and to listen and observe and to learn from that you know they really take a lot of you yeah know, well that's where know. a lot of their their history and and the, their way of living comes from are the people before them that went through those experiences and mm-hmm. so they're it's seen like that and that's also cool so just like yeah i'm which like is observing a, and i'm like wow this is unbelievable which you know? is something that our yeah. culture lacks in a big way right? exactly respecting people who have done i mean not across the board but as a general rule we're not you know american culture at large is not great at having that type of respect yeah right? it's like that's cool to see that um so you want you want a, a junior B cup, and that was while you were still in college, right? Yep. So um, what would happen is my freshman year summer after uh, I graduated college, me and one of my teammates, Sam Lewis, he lived in Casanova. Um, we would ride up together, and I would stay on the res for like three or four days at a time, and you know play two games. Usually it's a game Friday, a game Saturday. So I'd go up Thursday, go back home Sunday, about a four and a half hour drive. And I, like, fell in love with it, which obviously, who wouldn't, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. me and Ty's relationship grew where... What was the... What kind of... Reserv- like, what, I'm trying to picture the yeah. reservation. Like, what's the socioeconomic status of the... Is it is it a well-off community? Is it a no, middle of the road? No, there's, um, you know, about three gas stations, a mm-hmm. lot of small local... There's a Tim Hortons that's in uh, McDonald's, but everything else is, you know, pretty locally owned. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a big river that runs through it that leads into the St. Lawrence River. So um, what was cool is you could be doing a split and on one side you're standing in the United States and on the other side you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got a big Canadian influence through there. Um, You know, I spent a lot of time over the Canadian borders and playing with you know, against Canadian kids and learning that culture a little bit. And, you know, I think it reflects in my, the way I speak at times. Yeah, I but, hear it a bit, bud. Yeah. But um, there's a river that flows through it. So during the summer, you know, everyone's got a boat and you go and float on the boat. You play lacrosse. We played in what was called the Turtle Dome. It's an arena on Friday and Saturday nights, 7, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And there's 2,500 people there. It's packed. That's what they do on the weekends. You know what I mean? Yeah. They go to lacrosse and... You're 18, and 
I'm playing Division One lacrosse at the time, which you're like, that's the biggest state. You know, you grow up and you're like, oh, I want to play D1 lacrosse. Yeah. That's a ginormous stage, you know. And I did that, and I played it like you know, I played my whole freshman year. And to me, this was even almost as, as you know, the feeling that I got before the game, the jitters and yeah, stuff. You know, amazing. I feel like I'm like, whoa, you know, whoa. And you know, I'm there by myself. My parents aren't there. Like, mm-hmm. and it's loud and. I'm I'm a minority, you know what I mean? Yeah. And did, did you ever face any any issues with that? Would anyone give you a hard time? No. I mean, the the guys on my team and like just in our relationship, yeah. it's like locker room talk, you know what it's like. You you played in the NLL Canadians, man. They yeah. dig into you. They it's a chirp fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, well, I also you know? played uh, a year of junior A in Vancouver, so Okay, was, yeah. So but I obviously that I didn't play on a reservation, so I, I you know, my but experience still, didn't yeah. have that. But my experience definitely included being ridiculed by some Canadians for my – I wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, yeah. I mean? It's like yeah, nice stick skills, right? but can you actually make it in the goal? Nah, not yet. Um, and then I had really long hair at the time. I think I might have said this on a previous podcast, but someone – it wasn't even a chirp. It just like cut the hair, bud. And I was like, uh, you know, right. who, I said something back. He's like, no, seriously, like, just cut it. You know, it'll save you a lot of – Time. like it was genuine advice it wasn't even a chirp yeah like he's just like bud look stupid <laughs> right right so i definitely experienced the uh being an american uh, incompetent american playing the uh and thinking that i was good because i was decent in division one yeah. lacrosse two different and then games. being smacked in the face with the reality of uh of boxed lacrosse it's two totally different games and you know it was funny because i'm in the locker room and they're all Busting on me. They, they grow up playing it. You know, it's just like youth lacrosse in the United States. They, yeah. You know, first and second grade, you play out. They do that in box lacrosse, too. And me, I'm just joining in at 18, you know, to play at the junior level, which is yeah. the level before, you know, the next professional league, which is the senior A, you know, senior A lacrosse. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, you know, my dad put the rib, got me the rib pads from Lacrosse Unlimited, and got me a couple pads and waxed me a couple times. He's like, "You good?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." And he's like, "All right." Like, I get there, like I Velcro my bicep pad on. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's Velcro. There's a thing. I just Velcro it on. You know, you go out to your first practice, you get checked once. Your pads down yeah. here. You're getting cross checked with a wooden stick. You know, they use yeah. in that league. That thing's it's real, be... real wooden sticks, full old school oh, wooden I sticks. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah. And there's called an all check zone, which is like a dotted line that's about eight yards and if like you're standing the in it they yeah. can pretty much you know they can slash you you can be hit yeah it's a lot more aggressive than nll yeah you know, i was gonna the say the play, wooden sticks yeah, and the, and the some, lack of referee yeah so your pads gotta be yeah you so gotta i learned a lot of things force you gotta be ready for well, like bat like ready for a hurricane all these guys are showing up and they have you know elbow pads that they that their parents and them custom made where yeah. they are they you know fit, have string with like it's like wrist a mosaically fit together there's like four yeah. elbow pads connected to each other and like and There's I'm no here, space. And I yeah. got gap, like I got my shoulder pad connected to here. I'm like, like their arm pad has been developed over multiple generations. Yeah, one person broke a wrist. And it's like, oh, we need to att- add an attachment here. Like things like that. Like exactly. li- little leather pieces. Yeah, and like that was my initial, like them ridiculing me the way the fire. that like they get dressed so quick, and I'm like, I look like a noob. You know, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just You're trying to on tape the pads. On the, you know yeah. what I mean? They know what I'm about. <laughs> like. You know, being friends with Ty, like the reservation small, everyone knows everyone. Everyone yeah. respects Ty. You know, Ty, oh, your Ty's, Ty's new boy. friend Blaze doesn't even know how to put his arm pads <laughs> right, on. Right, your Ty's boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we know your good stuff. 
learn how to put your pads on yeah, pretty yeah, much. You exactly. know? Just little so stuff typical like that. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, standard standard chirp. But I got and to become war- friends with all warranted. those guys. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a really cool experience. Um, I want to get into your – we'll come back to some black yeah. stuff. But you're a two-time goalie of the year out in outdoor, which is wild. I mean, to be goalie of the year is really hard. I only – you know, having played in the MLL, like Drew Adams, for example mm-hmm. – amazing goalie like incredible i always thought he was the best goalie around but the players vote on who on the top uh, 50 yeah the, the top players, 50 so the players vote the top 50 and you the, were number five in that so six pre- number six yeah but you, were you the top ranked goalie i was the number one ranked goalie so correct. so that's you can presume that among players you're considered the top goalie Yes, in their opinion. And then how do they decide the goalie the, of the year? The league has a committee. and Okay, so yeah. both the league committee and the players over the past two years have considered you the best goalie. Correct. Which is why. I mean, just given the talent out there and to do that back-to-back is pretty good. Do you, do you take that – are you the type to be like, yeah, I'm the best goalie on earth? Or is it more like, I don't need to say that because everyone else did? Yeah, uh, actions speak louder than words, that's for sure. And – um, I carry it with humble, but it's, you know, it's such a long journey and it's a position that isn't always pretty. You know, when things aren't going right and you're a goalie, people let you know, it's one of those, you know, you can't ride the highs and can't, can't ride the lows. You know, you got to kind of keep an even keel, but when success is brought your way and you work hard at something, it's okay to allow it to bring you confidence and have confidence and enjoy that moment. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm definitely proud, but you also have to be realistic and you also have to watch your back at all times yeah. and know, you know, it's a position that I wanted to be in. It wasn't my, my, my goal. And as a professional cross player is to mm-hmm. have so many rings on my fingers from championships that I have to get ones that fit my toes. Mm-hmm. You know what Do I mean? Do you have any yet? I have a junior B championship, a couple conference mm-hmm. championships. So you're gunning, um, you're gunning for a, yes, few a couple Browns for the U S men's national team. Um, lost in the championship in the MLL, lost in the championship, Obviously, in the PLL. Which in, year did you play in the championship in the MLL? Uh, in 2018, we in 2018 we played against the uh, Denver Outlaws okay. in Charleston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was the backup at the time, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so yeah. I've had some sniffs, but you know, the personal accolades are are great. You know, mm-hmm. you got I'm a believer that you have to be the best version of yourself to be the best teammate. You know, if I'm out there, you know, trying to be a leader and a captain of this team and I'm telling guys, you know, what they should do to fix some mistakes and, you know, encouraging them and expecting a lot out of them. I need to be able to hold myself to that standard as well. And, you know, to be recognized for those achievements are definitely important. But as mentioned, you always got to watch your six. It's a position that, you know, I have a lot of buddies in. I'm as you know now, I'm a very proud you know, I'm proud of this position. I think of been playing both and getting the full experience, you know, people don't realize how tough this goalie position really is. And, yeah. you know, playing a, being a box across forward, I'm shooting a ball into a smaller net with bigger goalies than these guys in the PLL are doing. The the, the goalies are smaller and yeah, the yeah, net's yeah. bigger, you know. So on paper, that's a little harder to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I still know what's way more difficult than that, and that's being in between the pipes. You okay, know what that's I mean? A, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a, a pretty good perspective. Yeah. Scoring a goal in indoor is harder than saving it in outdoor. 
Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a cool thing. That's it's harder cool. to save the ball in outdoor than it is to score a goal. Yeah, in I mean the net's so big and whatnot. Yeah. That was a pretty. I guess that was a humble response. I asked you. if yeah. you Thought you were the best, but in 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 kind of a long winded way, you kind of confirmed that you are. I'll say it that like it's very impressive. Like yeah. being the say you take away the NLL side, it's already impressive. The fact that you play offense in the in the NLL, that's that's like, you know, yeah, like, but- like you said. It's. I hope you continue to to do exactly what you're doing. I appreciate that. Um, but any sports fan and and an athlete, you remember the MVPs. You remember the the personal accolades in each year. But you remember the champion. Definitely. Oh, I'm you not. You know, like no, I know. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I wish you. I hope you win championships too. Yeah. And like, I don't remember a lot of. And I, I talked about this with Langtree. Like moments of play. I just remember whether we won or lost and where yeah. the game was. Like. So, Shots. In I have to game. rewatch the highlights to figure out if I had stats in the game. Can like I, if I yeah. had goals. If I didn't, I obviously don't watch the game. No, right, <laughs> and I yeah. skipped to a game where I Can, did. Um, but no, it's like tip of the cap because you're on you're on a, a good run that I think is going to continue. Yeah. Can I um, ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Right. So you talked about the wins and the losses, which definitely stick out. Like you know, when I look back, mm-hmm. those are definitely you know key moments. And is there anything else to you? about being on a professional lacrosse team or part of an organization that really like sticks out to you like in, in uh yeah i would say that like yeah the culture of the team is like very mm-hmm. is the most important thing it's it's more it precedes whether or not you win or you lose right it's like if you put me on a team where we won everything but i wasn't friends anyone with anyone i would opt for a different team because like I was friends with the trainers, with my teammates, with, and I wasn't best friends with every teammate, yeah. but like, that's, you know, every team has when, like small little nooks of people, but you know, the, that's fine too. But as long as the nodes coexist yeah. in a friendly way. Um, so that's what I, I miss yeah. a lot of that. I miss the sport too, obviously, but like, yeah, I, I like that. That's a big thing for me, particularly in college too, where well, it's like, yeah, I asked you that because that's one of the key things that definitely sticks out to me when I look at like the guys, like the teammates, what were they like on the field? You know, yeah. what were they like on the field? What did they have back home? Do they, oh, they have two kids. They work, you know, like you yeah. really get to know people and, and the, exactly. you talk about the culture. I remember what it's, happened before yeah. and after the game, way yeah. more than during the game. In the game is, is thoughtlessness, yeah. pure panic, hopefully successful, a successful form of it. Right. But I'm usually just quick sticking the ball into the net. You know yeah. what I mean, I'm, I'm zoned out, but before and after the game, you know, that's that's like conscious fun. That's yeah, chatter. Like you're just hanging out with your friends, exactly. Which like everyone has their own style of preparation, etc. And everyone has their own flavor of what they do after the game. But mine was heavily involved having a good time with teammates. So that's definitely something that that sticks that's, out in yeah. a big way. And that's, that's and that I miss. Yeah, no, and that's. That's something that. So that's know, why I gotta have you out here and kind yeah. of you're like my teammate, right? Today. <laughs> that's that's what that's you know you talk about legacy and you know you talk about awards and it's the highest award you can get at my position, but you know an award that really to most athletes, if I ask that question to them, you know, and I'm speaking on behalf of professional lacrosse players, would say that same thing. Your legacy is based on you know, and not directly, but you know what kind of teammate you were and. You know, when people talk about you, like, are they going to talk about you that you were a team first guy and that you were a good friend and a, and a good leader and a good teammate and represent yourself and 
and stuff like that. And, you know, I take a, a lot of pride in, in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, well, being, being still young and, you know, still ready to hit my prime and uh, how, have, have how old are you? 27. Yeah. So and still... yeah, going on year six of my professional career, but you got to remember when you're a senior in college, you go right from your college season to your pro season. Yeah, so you, got, you, got you get, you get a little, but I've, I've captain, I've been a part of being a captain on, you know, at Albany two times. And, you know, I got to be the assistant captain for the U S men's national team mm-hmm. um, for a game. And then I was a chaos captain and, you know, the, the leadership and, and watching that part in that part of people's legacies, you know, you can judge a lot about someone's character and stuff through, those experiences yeah, and that's so one of that, the things i hope to leave along with the you, u- you uniqueness wanna, of being you, a goalie and a forward gotcha yeah. and do you relish the like you you like being a captain that's your uh yeah i'm I, just saying like for me typically and i'm 31 now so right. this could be different um i could i don't know what i'd be like on a team now yeah. definitely different because i'm i change a lot but I wasn't the captain. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and I think that goes part and part. Like, I'm, I am usually. I have a pretty light attitude, and that both before and after the game. Yeah. Which kind of, you know. No. Everyone it, approaches it the game. It doesn't gel that much to be a captain. But for you, is it like, is that part of your? Is lead? Do you want to be a leader on the team? And is that kind of a built-in part of being a goalie? Do you see that as like, well, of course I'm going to be a leader. I'm the leader of the defense. No, you. Um, I think. One, it's amazing how people, you know, approach the game. Some people, is it, this game's fun. Let's just go have fun. Like, well, you know. And then there's some people that are like, you know, this is a contact sport. This yeah. is a, you know, yeah. this, this is a man's game. You know, you got to be ready, you know, for war, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's different ways of approaching the game. But you asked if it, you know, like if the feeling I get from people, you know, sh- the success that I've earned through being goalie of the year and, you know, the, the praise, but yeah, yeah. I'm talking more on the half of, I don't necessarily need to be the captain, but being voted captain among your peers is a tall, a, a tall tale sign that. Are you a captain of the team right now? Yeah. Of okay. The cast. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So, to, but I'm saying, is that something yeah. that you enjoy? Like, do, is that something I take that you, pride, okay. Yeah, you take not pride. as much enjoy, but take like a lot of pride in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not saying like, yeah. like yes, no, no, captain, no, yeah, no. But like you, you yeah. relish the opportunity. That means to... that means a lot more than me than people praising me for being the best goalie exactly yeah, in the yeah. league at this current point. Yeah. You know, is the guys that are in the locker room that are around me and truly know me, you know, and listen to yeah. me and conversate and compete next to me. Yeah, when it's you like know, a, almost they, like they, a micro version of yeah. the. The voting of top players in the league is cool because it's other teams, but being voted the top of your, it's almost like the smaller you that's make. That's what the, I'm the trying more, to, that's more, essentially what I'm trying to get at is that yeah, that's, you know, this, like that's you, more Being important. commander of your unit is the most satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Is that the type of goalie that you are? Are you like a, a field general type or do you guys kind of share that role with the you and the defense? No, we got, you know, you play at professional cross. It's mm-hmm. everyone I've, there's a thousand different ways to play it. People grow up different ways. People grow up on different ways of playing, different strategies, you know, different mindsets. And but at at the end of the day, you're all professional and you're there for a reason. So you've found success in what you do. And one of the hardest things is to find that chemistry where everyone's happy. You know, you got a Canadian who's used to playing box style compared to a guy that you know wants to dodge with the ball and they're stick. You know. 
So I think what's important, you know, as a goalie is to allow people, just like Coach Marr did to you me. You Scotty Marr in the crease. You know. Yeah. I like To that. let them be unique. And at the end of the day, I'm the last line of defense, you know. Like, mm-hmm. just like Coach Marr was my last line of defense in life, essentially. You know what I mean? He was yeah. the head honcho. He's yeah. the, the head of the program, you know. He let me off to, to go figure, my, figure out life and learn life skills. But at the end of the day, he was the guy – you know, the last line of defense, and I carry that kind of mantra into, you know, I'll never tell anyone how to play the game. I'm there to support them. You know, I tell them I have their back. Yeah. I hope, you know, and I do have their back. That's why you got voted captain, right? It's like the people who really want to be captain and try to artificially have those traits in themselves and tell people what to do, guess what? (laughs) You're probably not going to be the captain, (laughs) right? right. Because people are going to be like, fuck this guy. Correct. Um so you you talked on another podcast about how you were a little bit salty that, you know, you were the sixth ranked player in the league. But does it really shock you that, a, that I think it I looked at the top 10 voted players in the PLL. There were two goalies in the top 10. Yeah. I thought that was a fucking miracle. Big time. Big time stuff. But you're saying that you want to be voted higher. I think I'm just saying across sports. It seems like almost a no-brainer that goalie would be what? the least appreciated position in those rankings. But everyone obviously knows that you guys are very important. But people like the flash, and they like the goals, and yeah. they like the... I was shocked that... I think when you have a conversation like this, we we could settle on, yeah, I know you're really important. But in those rankings, I feel like those are more superficial yeah. to where they would just vote. You don't even have that many so, Instagram followers. I mean, <laughs> listen... I'm going to need a reference from when I don't know if you heard me say it or heard it through the grapevine, you know, uh-huh. that I that I ever advocated for myself being higher on the list. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no but that's it, it was more like you wanted goalies to get more respect. Exactly, and- but the way that you just said it made it seem like as if I wasn't satisfied personally where you, I am. Oh, and it, I don't, no, no. It no. was just like that so you said what, what, you were shocked there were no goalies in the top 5. So I was shocked there was a goalie in the top ten. I have, I have, I have a platform through lacrosse. Uh-huh. I try to set a good example because I remember lacrosse. You know, I, I grew up around Tim Sudan. He was an idol. I remember what certain people along the path did for me. And I'm a goalie, and I have a platform. And never once was I advocating for myself. I truly, you know, I, I'm I'm realistic in the fact that I I know how good of players there are in this league. Mm -hmm. And I know how much I put into it and how much I mean, but I was advocating for my position because you hear, you know, face-off guys are big on, you know, the face-off business. The face-off, no, I I don't. No, 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 no. I just don't want you to have to go down the whole rabbit hole. I agree with you on the actual, I used it to, like the objective value of goalies. I'm with you. And I agree 100%. I just mean that these lists are always, regardless of the sport, they just favor the, the fireworks just like and, the, a line, and the just like a lineman on the football team. Yeah, the like line, are the, are, the, are they going to are the linemen on a football team getting any notoriety? It seems like the fact that there were two goalies in the top ten was yeah. actually a pretty solid, like show of credit to goalies right. because you're almost inherently underappreciated. Is yeah. all I mean. Like I'm no. with you. We I, all I, have a voice, right? No, and, I know. I heard your and I heard your case for goalies yeah. on your other podcast, and yeah. I was like, agree a hundred percent. No, and and that's all that was. I wanted to. It's okay to bring things up and you know to to hear someone else's perspective and yeah, i yeah. thought that i was in a position at the time you know with where i'm at in my career and my experiences and 
how I play two different positions. And, you know, Ben and, you know, I'm not a rookie anymore. Like I said, I'm going into my sixth year. Like, I'm, ter- I'm, I'm in the, I'm, You're getting I'm, in, up there I'm in the phase of almost becoming a vet, you know? And, uh, yeah. And I have a voice and well, you it's are okay to bring, yeah. You're a vet because yeah. there's so much turnover in pro lacrosse because, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's no big, no big retirement plan waiting no, for you. Right. But that's all that was. And, you know, there's a lot of, I want to see this position to continue to grow. It's a position that I played my whole life, and that's all that was. And I'm with and you. I'm you with use you. it. You use it when you got it. Hey, I think you're doing. Who a great knows job when it goes? It. You know what I mean. Yeah, Next yeah, thing yeah. you know, I'm playing this year, and you know I I can't I can't save a, a beach ball. And next thing you know, people are like, why is his name Blaze? Who's Blaze? You know. Yeah. No, I think you know? you're on, you're on a good trajectory, and yeah. I agree with all the things you said about goaltending. I just like it seems like a battle that's probably been fought before and. <laughs> I'm glad you're fighting it, and I'll, I'll fight with you. Who gives if up? Was, Who turns I, over? I, I'm not turning over. Listen, I'm not going to say I'm winning the battle, yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to lay here, here like here, a beetle here, on the. Here's on the one ground. thing that I thought that's just a counterpoint: the <laughs> disparity of like save percentage between the top and the bottom. So I think the the lowest percentage was around 50 in the PLL for yeah. goalies, and the top was 60 something. The difference in goals that that is, like, say you take 20 shots. That that ten percent difference in the actual goal output it yeah. is not as much as an offense. So I think you're actually Two hindered saves, right? by, yeah. But yeah. like, if if you went from being the the worst to the best, the difference in actual goals against can, you can't actually change as much as an offensive player can because they can just score it. I'm just thinking of counterpoints yeah. to why I'm trying to rationalize for why goalies aren't as respected. My biggest thing is the flash. You know, the the attackman's got, you know, the number one. He's got the tilt. He's of course. scoring well, the goals. That's the he's main got the, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and people like the offense, Yeah, and I don't, right? yeah, that's it. Do you have, so this gets more into your NLL or mm-hmm. fully into your NLL, but do you have a special empathy for goaltenders when you score in, because you are a goalie in outdoor? Like, so when you <laughs> score in indoor, are you like, God damn, I, that poor guy. I treat our box goalie, so... One thing about box goalies compared to field goalies is that you can't through my it. running, you can't hit them in the head, you can't hit them in the hand, you can't hit them in the foot. They're they're I was they're unique in that I was way, which is different. That. Yeah, like I was like, like I can't from the out. End. You're like, oh, they got all these pets, you know. And guys on the team are ruthless, but I I have uh, absolute, you know, my heart goes to goalies, and we do team drafts for team activities. And one of the captains this year was our our wings goalie. Zach Higgins and he had the first overall pick in Minnesota. Yeah, he had the first overall pick and he picked me. And you know, I'm the guy at shoot arounds that hits him in the pad, not hard, you know, not for my own pleasure. I'm the one, you know, let's go, Higgy. You know, you're playing good. You know, the first one to run over and give him a hug, because I know the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah. the feeling. <laughs> so I think you know, you ask a lot of you ask the 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 goalies that have played on the same team with me, they probably tell you, you know. I'm their guy. I'm always, hey, Higgy, what kind of music you want to listen to? It's I'm ta- all about you. Yeah. So that's one yeah. thing. I'm talking about in an actual game when you score a goal. Is there any thought about the – like for me when I score a goal – Bring on the bright lights. Bring on the, the cheers. That's yeah. how – I mean, but I didn't Let's play go. goalie. If I score a goal, I'm not at 
all thinking Come about on. how the receiving end do of they that feel was ba- in the goal. Do they feel bad for you when they when I'm a goalie? Do they feel bad when they score on me? If they I'd, played offense in the outdoor league, they, they might. They I know. Don't. I'm saying, but that's your unique perspective. I thought. Uh, so you're you 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 you. That's can, it's a cutthroat. It's a cutthroat. I like world. that. Well, it's a I mean, it's, game. I it know makes that. sense. If you were yeah. winding up, being like, oh, this poor goalie, you probably wouldn't score. So here's the thing about goalie that no one no one thinks about. It's, you could. Every every kid, I, any one of my friends that have ever played the game, anyone that's ever played the cross, get a couple of beers, you start talking. Oh, I remember when I scored on you? You could save someone five times. They don't remember. But if they score one time <laughs> on you, you lose. Yeah, you lose. They're it like, oh true. yeah, I, I I scored on you. It is well, true. Your but how about the other five? How about the other five? You know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's cutthroat. Well, it's definitely like a skewed perspective from an offensive. You know what I mean? Like when you go back, no one watches full games again, really. They watch the highlights, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I got one in the third quarter. Oh, two assists in the fourth quarter. They forgot that they went 0 for 6 in the the, Yeah, got the the passes picked off, got beat to the end line on a race. Like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I, I, throw a gumball I, at my stick and now I know we're going from, down your throat the other way like you forget about all that stuff but yeah no the one from four yards that was handed to you that you <laughs> put a ball this big into a net this big yeah, yeah. i say it when i play golf i say i say lacrosse is a fairly simple game the it's a, it's a small ball and a pretty big net i said golf it's a small ball and a small hole. It's a very hard game. You yeah, know, it's, it's a good point. Play, <laughs> play well, it I simple. think that's yeah. a lot of like lay people's problem with lacrosse is that they just think that every shot, like that, I've seen plenty of these comments, right? Lacrosse is stupid. Every ball goes in, right? It's like the net's so big. How do you miss? Well, I don't just watch enough. I'll show you how to miss. Yeah, like <laughs> when you got some guy swinging a six foot metal pole yeah, against your it's, ribs it's, and on your wrist, and yeah, and stop and looking dro- at ju- to exactly. Pile drive don't you look into at the just ground. the shots, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. I, I feel like the the size of the goal is uh, from a mathematical standpoint, you know. And we always used to, one of our biggest, biggest, not arguments, our discussions at Albany is, mm-hmm. can you fit more soccer balls in the surface area of a soccer goal, or can you fit more lacrosse balls in a lacrosse? Wow, that's a, this area. is like an IQ like, test question, or like yeah. one of those. We think about it all the time. I think you can fit more, oh my God. Yeah. You can. How tall is a soccer, ball, a soccer goal? I think it's someone's going to have to do the math on this, but we always think like how many soccer balls can you stack up? Yeah. I think you can fit more lacrosse balls. That's my guess. Yeah. Lacrosse rules, lax rules. We'll have one of our guys run the numbers. Yeah. Let me know. I'm kidding. We don't have guys, but (laughs) let me know. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to get into uh, your, like the NLL side of things. One, Obviously, people have asked you before, and we've gotten into a little bit. It's interesting to play goalie and then to be play offense, especially because the sports are different. It's a minor miracle. But what about the cultural side of it? So what's that? It's The easy question is, oh, what's it like to going from stopping balls to going and scoring balls? You know, that's that's interesting. But I think it's – what, what, what are the cultural differences between the NL? Like, yeah. what is that transition yeah. like? You're in one locker room. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I feel like the the PLL, the culture is closer to the NFL, and the NLL, the culture is closer to the NHL. And you know, the crossover there seems obvious because both the NHL, NHL and NLL are both played on a mm-hmm. hockey rink. But 
it's beyond that. It's yeah, the culture right. of the sports, right? It's like, I don't want to jump the gun, but the NHL seems like a, a more team sport kind of like, yeah. don't pull your, don't pull your me stuff. Yeah. And you can't use the word brotherhood because there's a brotherhood in both. Did I, did I no, use No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying, but like you think about it and you're like, oh, the brotherhood, like what separates them? And I think some of it comes down to the style of the game mm-hmm. and the rules within the game. You know what I mean? And you think that dictates it? I think. Uh, oh, you're I prob- think yeah. your mentality of the. I think your mentality and how you have to approach the game. And I'm in a situation where you know a guy, a guy that plays, you know, midfield in the PLL. Mm-hmm. Like, does he have to worry about potentially getting in a fight? Does he have to worry about you know? That's what get, I think is the key. Getting you know getting his his block knocked off because it's a contact game or you know or doing you know you're there's so many different things that go on within that i think that's a big factor and some of it i don't want to say it's the season Mm -hmm. but when you think of seasons and like what they represent like the pll is played in the summer you know guys show up with short sleeve button downs on shades you know all that but the NLL is in the winter, and you show up in a in a suit with a shirt and a tie off a bus, you know, and... Well, but... Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's part of it. I, I liked your comment. I think the most accurate thing is that the NLL and the NHL both are similar. Who you are off the field can lead to serious on-the-field repercussions. Oh, you know, if, you want to be Mr. Big Boy. You want to what? Yeah. Call it what you want. You, you can make you can your make your mo- own yeah. how you think people like higher uh, scale or grading system about how you think people should live their yeah. lives. But if how you live your life doesn't agree that well with the other team, then you're going to get laid out. I you put, might get into a fight. I put it in this exact realm. When there's a guy standing there and he throws the ball away, and you're sprinting at him, and you're two steps away from him. Are you the guy that stops because he threw the ball? Or are you the guy that goes, oh, I'm going to finish my check and finish my hit and try to hit him and give him a slash? Because if you want to act that way. So you're saying they're, looking at a person, you're making yeah, so, that decision. Like, do yeah. I like this guy? Or do no, I- not exactly. But your actions will result in a consequence. If you're the guy that's going to go and finish your check. Oh, and, you okay. know, gotcha, there's a gotcha. consequence to that action. Exactly. But it extends, extends beyond the field, right? Because if someone came into... It's like the kid... Uh, what was his name? The one who played... The Laxbro kid who played in the NLL. Oh, with uh, the long hair. Martin. Uh, yeah, exactly. Laxbro yeah, Chill. Yeah, Combro Chill. Chill, yeah. He... I don't know what happened, but didn't he do a backflip off the... Yeah, he scored a goal and jumped off the boards and did a backflip. I don't know what happened, but to me, that culture seems like it might butt heads with a the kind that... of gritty... You know, if, if you score a goal and you do a backflip off the boards, the other team's like, take note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That something's going to happen. Right. And that might even lead to your own team being like, oh, God, like, this guy's going to get himself killed out there. Yeah. Like... Th- that extends beyond. There's no on-field policing of on-field and off-field stuff in outdoor lacrosse. Where like, what can you really do if you don't like a guy on the other team? You give him a slash or whatever. Yeah. You can't fight him. You can't play as greasy as you can in the NLL. So I think that culture within hockey and lacrosse 
it, it, it extends beyond yeah. the boundaries of the field, right? People, they don't want to be being the too big of a showboat yeah. guy because they're like, oh, I'm going to get cross-checked tomorrow. Yeah, and you use the terminology fighting and, and, and the unallowed stuffly gone down a it's, lot. It, you know, yeah. like it's, it's so it's not but like, it's not like, oh, fight it. You know? But you ask anyone that plays in both leagues and they'll tell you that they're a lot more sore after an NLL game. And the you rules use, are... everyone talks about the terminology, like put your blood, sweat, and tears, you know, into something. And what it takes to win an NLL game, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears, you know, the aggressive, the, the aggressiveness of the game, you know, all that little things. If you're pouring that into a bucket, that bucket's a lot more full in the NLL, you know, within a team than it is the PLL, essentially. So for guys to come in and kind of not follow protocol or, you know, go outside the lines, essentially, when there's when the team that is putting that much blood, sweat, and tears in and to be doing backflips off the wall after he scores, you know, his first goal and stuff, you know, like there's an umbrella, there's a way that things go, you know, like a, a governing body, like a, a rule that's not talked about. Yeah. And it definitely opens eyes, you know, when you got a guy that's been sitting in a locker room for 10 years that has put all of that into this team and you got a guy that's coming in, you know, and just starting that and doing stuff like that, I think, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, like, think about like Roman gladiators. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the chaos of being in a, the. I'm just using that as the most yeah. extreme example. Like the U, imagine the UFC. They can talk a lot of smack. The, the UFC is very predictable, right? You can talk all this smack. The biggest threat you're going to face is the guy that you're fighting. There's yeah. no other people around you. You can't get cheap shotted. The NL, like the the types of sports that allow for more physicality and violence. You, if you don't live within a certain set, if you you have to have a certain amount of respect. I'm talking about it yeah. like it's this like. I yeah. don't mean it as like people aren't being themselves. I'm mean, no, saying yeah. they're not being assholes, really. Um, whereas the outdoor game seems to lack that a little bit. And, this, you know, I love the sport. Well, I'm just saying. My, yeah. yeah it's, so I part feel, of me wishes. To I, I, was, I was a culprit of that. Oh, well, yeah, and, you got into a little fight. Well, not even that. But I'm the culprit of, you know, rookies coming into the PLL. I was. I got to talk about and this. And being yeah. a guy that played in the MLL where I was a backup goalie making, you know, $300 a week and, you know, getting the worst flights and, and, you know, living on, you know, yeah. really putting a lot you into it to, spirit be, to become, points. to become, <laughs> you know, for a rookie to come in and have, you know, so his first year under that. his belt to let's, be so disrespectful to someone that's, I'm with bent, you. Like, I agree with there you. There has to be a, a for, yeah. for people who don't know that situation is a, tell the story, like oh. what happened? Yeah. Was, I know what happened. Yeah. It was the first. Are we talking about the Mike or that thing? Yeah, yeah, when he was yeah. mic'd up. Yeah, no, it's, you know, you're you're a professional athlete and you're supposed to have fun with the game. And, you know, I believe I have, there's not many people that have more fun in the game than me. You know, I'm, I'm boys with all these guys. I enjoy, I enjoy the competition. I enjoy all that. But you get mic'd up and you, you have a platform and, you know, I've, you know, I've been in front of a lot of kids. I've done a lot for this game. You know, I've, you know, put a lot of time and a lot of effort and to trying to represent the best way that I can to be a role model for kids and to teach kids skills that help them, you know, and I've been around for a little bit now and I've seen a lot of rubber, you know, and yeah. I earned this stripe, you know, I earned mm -hmm. this, 
And to have some kid that hasn't earned it yet, yeah, everyone has a good college career if you're a professional lacrosse player. Yeah, that, definitely. But I'm just saying, let yeah. me just break down this. For people who don't even know the oh. scenario, is a rookie came into the professional league. They, yeah, in our first game. Him up. Yeah, our first game, I was getting lit up. They ended up beating us 13-8. Um, he had a couple goals, but the entire game he was mic'd up on. So when you're mic'd up... They capture everything that you say, but there's also a feature where you go on air with Ryan Boyle, which is a live interview. So, oh, so, so that- what happens is he was talking the entire game to get the mic'd up, but he goes on live air. He and they let you know, hey, you're about to go on live air with Ryan Boyle, and they ask a question. They're like, hey, Matt, like we hear you're saying a lot towards Blaze. Like, what are you saying? And he goes on live air. Where what did he say? Yeah, and he said, he said, yeah, Blaze is having a rough day, but this is nothing new. You know, we all knew Blaze sucked. We're essentially all that stuff. After I just came off of goalie of the year, which uh-huh. to me doesn't matter. You know, it's a new year. But facts are facts. But facts are facts. And this guy, it's his first game in the league. That was the first game in the league. The first game in his of his professional career. So I have a- and... He knows that he's on live air. And so we that, are professionals. That's a that, that's a, one of the cruxes of my like. I'm trying to figure out what do you think that he did that because he was mic'd up? Like, do you? No, thi- that that's the type of player that he is. No, I know that he talks. I mean, he's I'm, a. We're both. Yeah, we went. To, uh, yeah, he's a Yale, Yale alum, yeah, and yeah. like, I'm I'm inclined to support him because yeah. obviously, you know, he's yeah, part of a it. Yale championship exactly. team. But in this particular circumstance. Definitely didn't like what he did. I thought it was not cool. I just don't know how much of it was. Like, say you're that player naturally. When you got the mic on, you just don't do it. Like, that's my... No, like, oh, and no, how would you feel? It's so, not even that. It's not the mic. It's not the so mic. So say he didn't have the mic and he said the same stuff. Would you still feel this way? Well, yeah. So it's not the mic. They could capture whatever they want and whatever he said there in the game. And I said that to him. I confronted him after. And I said, listen, what you say in between the lines, man, that's part of the game. I don't find that disrespectful. I oh. get what you're doing. No, but he had the mic on. So yeah, he no, knew, but he had the mic and on. And the league knew no. that that would be but, broadcasted. No, he was talking junk the entire game on the mic. But there's a segment where you, when you're mic'd up, you have a headphone in your okay. ear. And they say you're going on live air. And that's, Sorry, I got that's when he crossed the line. And that's when I found it disrespectful. Not what he was saying to me the entire game while he was mic'd up. Okay. Because that's not live. People, You could hear it a little bit in the background. Gotcha. But when he's like, hey, Matt, you're on live air with Ryan Boyle. And all the viewers are watching, including my friends, my family, yeah. you know, kids that I've coached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all so you that actually stuff. didn't find the live stuff, which was still mic'd up and still you could is still on hear. the internet today. And he's go- like laughing, like, Ha-ha, which I found. I can't find. That's not disrespectful to me. That's part so of it. So you didn't mind it that. Me, and where he me. said, yeah. like, you suck or something like that. That's fine because it's during the game. But yeah. then when he did the formalized. When you're a professional. I found that bizarre because it just doesn't match up with reality. That's like well, if that's you're D'ing thing. up Lyle and you strip him and he's having a bad game. You're like, nothing new. Lyle sucks. It's like, well, that's it's, not true. Yeah. Um, so I was just curious your take on that whole shit. I mean, you talked about it on other yeah. other podcasts, but I didn't know what about it in particular you found the most. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the kid went a little bit farther because he was mic'd up. I didn't, you know, I like chirping, but yeah. I like some some thoughtful chirps, like, you know, some clever, yeah. like just you suck is a little bit. And I don't know again if that was because he was mic'd or what. So I don't want to jump to any conclusion. I don't. No. I don't know yeah. the kid. Like I've I've never spoken to him. I that being said, I hope I wish him the best in the future. And Correct. he had a, he's had a good career. 
like yeah. most of the professional players. But that was a strange, bizarre scenario for for me watching. Um, and whatever you'll you'll see him next year. But if it was the NLL, and this is this gets back to the situation, there might be some repercussions for such an. You know what I mean? Well, it's allowed within the rules of the game. I know it's allowed within the rules of yeah. the game. But if he was doing, if he was acting like that, and being that obnoxious, the next game also allowed within the rules of the game are a bit of violence that would maybe police him from being. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do that next game. Do you know what I mean? That's exactly it. Yeah, so to, those are like that is the culture difference I'm talking between the mm-hmm. NLL. Like, I think that is the the that's the mother of the cult. Like that's what causes. If the PLL had that culture, you'd see a lot of different um, people and play. And that being said, the Mike thing obviously sells. Yeah, like, like you you mentioned this on your last podcast the- that like. The thing about the PLL that they How'd do... How'd you feel about that? Like, how'd you feel about them highlighting the shit-talking and the... Like, were you like, oh, did they really have to do that? The great thing about the PLL is that... And you see it, like, you talk about the UFC. People are there to watch people get bashed in. That's At the end of the day, you know what I mean? They're there yeah. to watch people get knocked unconscious. And so there's people there that are definitely want to see you succeed, but there's also a lot of people that want to see you fail. And the PLL does a good job giving you total access, meaning, you know, they have cameras inside of the locker room. They have yeah. guys there. You could hear, you know, and. But maybe we find like a merger yeah, well, I between the two. That we allow like what happens in the locker fighting. room. You know what I mean? Like you talk about like. So there should have been a bare knuckle fight between you and Gaudet in the locker room after the game. But is it. And you it, film it. But. But should it have been me and him, or should it have been no, one of my just, defensemen? You know, like of course, what, what's yeah. I'm just, like I'm just like that goes back to my goal, that goes back to my goalie thing. Like you wanna you wanna come whether you lose or win the game, they come and hug the goalie, and you go and get your goalie after the game, right? And your goalie's looked at as almost essentially like your quarterback at times uh-huh. too. You know, like defense, you protect the goalie if they're you know you protect the goalie at Definitely. all costs, right? Yeah. But when you go to rank players, then that just flies out the window it does because <laughs> people are irrational is the that's all you know what i mean reason. i'm like yeah. i'm like you give us you put us in the oh you're not as flashy you're like a lineman you're not getting the bigger paycheck mm-hmm. you're not you're usually the one getting scored on in highlights but you're also the real people that play the game and are in the locker room those are the people that come up to you before, you know after the game and you know you have such a spotlight on you have such a spotlight on you i think face-off guys so i'm like how doesn't that translate to face player ranking you know what i mean why can't the best i I don't have the answer it has to do with human psychology at the deep level but face-off guys face the same like predicament right it's like obviously face-off guys are the ball starts on the ground and they have to fight for it and possession is like the vehicle that you score yeah by and we kind of get face-off guys a little bit. You know, that's kind of a, a little funny thing. Like, D-middies, obviously. Like, the, these are like the grunt positions yeah. that anyone who really knows the sport knows that they're as important as, as all of the other ones. Yeah. I think there's just, you know, that's just the way she goes, is that sometimes you catch a short end of the stick because someone will. You know what I mean? It's like... Is the is the top ten going to be eight goalies and two attackmen? Probably not, because the highlights are all attackmen, right? So it's like, 
But I, two goal. If there's three goalies in the top ten, oh, you'll go. You'll go insane. I won't go insane. I won't go insane. You won't understand how that's even I possible. Won't. I, I'll say we've come a long way and appreciate. <laughs> How's that even uh, possible? Yeah, it's be eight, uh, six goalies, three faceoff guys, <laughs> and one attackman is the top ten in five years. So uh, it's funny because I get asked this. I do a handful, but people ask me questions, and I always get asked the same stuff, and it's all these same topics. Mm-hmm. But I tried to avoid it's that, important so that as a listener and if you're a fan, if you're a hater, if you just like the game and you hear me talk and you agree or disagree with me, it's important to to put yourself in someone's shoes and to know all the facts. And I have an Instagram account, which is a social media account that I have on my phone. It's an app that I click where I have 16 or something thousand followers and 75 percent of those are young male young kids that play lacrosse of that, course yeah so that's what that platform entices so by me going on there and you know advocating for goalies and trying to bring awareness to the importance you know so if a kid that's playing and isn't a goalie maybe he starts respecting his goal you know like those effects do i do i personally feel like i'm a grunt of the league no i get a lot of publicity i you yeah, know yeah, people yeah. you know like i, I, I don't want to get too no, down the wormhole no, i'm yeah. with you i yeah, respect no. always as much as you yeah i just think there's a certain reality an incorrect reality about who yeah. gets um accolades in the sport and i think two goalies being in the top 10 is a pretty good balance between yeah. the irrationalism of how little respect you get and Let's, what let, what really let's, happens? Let's sign and seal it right here. And I'll, gonna, and I'll, yeah. and no, and I'll and I'll do it. With, I'll do it with this. With this, I do what you do. Can you do what I do? I like that. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. you actually. That's d- that. You I'll, actually we'll see what did. I we don't even have to talk about it. Just no, but think, we can push it a little bit further because you actually did when you, what when you, I do better than me. So it actually goes two levels. I can't play goalie, but you actually play offense in the NLL better than I did. Bef- so we'll seal it there. That's it. Before you dive in anymore, think about that. I'm not done yet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So, so that's signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, <laughs> we're we're done with that. Um, one thing that I think is interesting, or people will find interesting, is like, what is your life like, right? Because you're, I mean, there are other guys who play PLL and NLL, but the PLL is a relatively new league with, um, you know, unique require. I I don't know what the PLL is like. I played in the MLL and. But what is it like to be a PLL player and then an NLL player from strictly like an off the field standpoint? Like, what do you do? Like, you live in Philadelphia? Yeah. And then you travel most of the summer? Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, I, I, all my time spent in a, through lacrosse, whether it's coaching, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's hanging out, you know, visiting teammates who play lacrosse or playing. And, um, I live in Philadelphia. I live with a guy of the, that goes by the name of Matt Rambo, who most guys know. Yeah, and we're gonna. We have I'm gonna really, ask you about him. We have a, a really good relationship, and we do a lot of, you know, cool things. And, um, you know, we're taking life on as it comes to us. You know, a lot of people, you know, draw out a plan and you know follow steps. You know, and you know we're letting it come. <laughs> well, you to, saw my podcast yeah, we're, preparation. Written we're letting on the it back come to a Hallmark card. You let it. We both are in agreement that you, you know, play we fast kind of, and loose. We, yeah, we let life come to us, and you know, and and we have morals, and a lot of our morals are the same. Um, but during the summer, I travel and hit 
hit states and teach the game I love. I go out to Bozeman, Montana, Flagstaff, Oregon, um, you know, all around, you know, mm-hmm. go out to Seattle, Texas, wherever it might be. I'm going out to Hawaii to play. I just love to travel and love to spread the game and let the game take me places. And, you know, I'm, I'm taking on new adventures as they come. That's one thing I'm never, you know, I'm, I say I'm committed, not content, you know, so Last year I worked, you know, 18 lacrosse camps. I was a high school coach. I played in two leagues. Well, this year I'm a high school coach. I'm going to work 18 camps. I play in both leagues. And now I started my own box lacrosse teams, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. continuing to grow and evolve. Well, Should hop in a men's league, man. I, You'd be I've, shocked by the I play in men's league all the time. I grew I'm up in kidding. men's league ball. No, <laughs> I love the game. Trust me. I love it. I, I miss it. It's, it's, you know, I feel like my identity has been uh, stripped a little bit since COVID and you know, having some seasons and games canceled. and mm-hmm. you Do know, you think it, about that in um, in the larger scheme? Like, is that you want to play as long as you can after you play? Is that looking like it'll be something lacrosse-related? I'm saying since lacrosse is such a, a large yeah. portion of your identity and what you do with your time, yeah. like after you stop playing, will it be definitely something lacrosse-related yeah, that I you mean, commit yourself to? You think 10 years from now, it's like being in second grade, and then 10 years later, you're graduating high school. Was I thinking about what I'm going mm-hmm. No. No, no, I'm not, gonna, no, I'm no, not, no. Because I'm, I'm not asking mind, you to make a plan. No, no. I'm saying in your, in your gut, do you feel like it'll be lacrosse that like you'll coach or you'll... The way I see it is lacrosse is the fastest-growing game in the world. Mm-hmm. Talk about Dogecoin, talk... Lacrosse is the fastest growing game. I got my PhD in it from both a playing and a coaching standpoint with my experience. Yeah. You know, I've spent a lot of my time, my effort, you know, all that's and and I feel like I'm good at it and it's a skill and there's money to be made and mm-hmm. I could definitely see it. You know, it's it's been with me since I've been four years old. You ever think and, about playing a season or two of defense so that you actually <laughs> cover all areas and as a coach you have the most <laughs> You know, yeah. People are like, this guy literally knows every position. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just. You think you could play defense? I'm always trying to evolve. I I can't. I went to Coach Day, my my Philadelphia Wings coach last year, and I mentioned I'm like, hey, like at the end of the game situation, if they go six on five, or if you want me a man down, I was like, I can like be one of the bottom guys, and like if someone's winding up, I'll just like step in front and like try to block it too like you know at the end of the game like if someone's trying to get a shot off like now yeah, you yeah, got yeah. two goalies like i would love to do that i'm like i got no problem doing that i'm telling them i'm like you know i'll that's actually a good i'll pitch. stand right on the crease like i'll cover one like i'll try yeah. to make the save before he does and uh-huh. i'll try not to screen him but like i'm always yeah i want to use all that. my skills i'm not afraid of a lot of people the reason people don't play lacrosse school is because they're afraid of the ball i'm Definitely. not afraid of the ball well, so that that's a good that's a good normal thing that could human, help my team. human beings yeah. which i think those two <laughs> coincide do you think that leads me to this question do weirdos play the goalie position or does the goalie position uh turn you into a weirdo or do you think it's just, it's a chicken and an egg thing? You're shockingly normal for a goalie. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, is it? It is. I don't. I I will take this as a compliment too. Greg Grenlin was broadcasting a lacrosse game, and they were talking about the goalies, and he used the terminology "what a bunch of psychos." Definitely. I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but normally that psychopathy <laughs> comes with, like, when you meet the person off the field, there's always a little something, you know, where you're like, do you think maybe you're a little bit more normal because you play offense too? <laughs> I mean, I guess that is that how that works. It may, I think it is. I, think I it's have a an strict formula. Yeah, I don't yeah know. there's a little, there's a, a, t- a like a touch of normalcy in you, and that's the only reason that you're able to actually score my, goals too. I think my mom would be most proud of that achievement. So, yeah. When she listens to this, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give her all that credit. Yeah, well, it's my mom. Yeah, well, she it's nature, job. nature versus yeah, she nurture. Did a good job. Um, so, how do you, you know, and then you, so you, your life as a, a professional lacrosse player, you're playing from how many months do you actually have off if you play both leagues? I'd say it probably I got a total of six weeks, seven weeks off. Seven weeks, one yeah. of which is this week, right? So you're out here. This is the week leading up to the start. You're sponsored by String King. Yeah, the it's best not, trust String King. It's not King. a bad gig. You don't is that, have is to that do what, anything. <laughs> that that works, right? The best trust String King? Yeah, it's the hashtag that, yeah. uh, that is apparently. Someone came up with that, yeah. and it's, it's still alive, but you don't have to say it. All right. Um, but that's a good gig. I mean, you, you, you earn some income from being sponsored, and... We make you post how many times a month? Zero, but <laughs> life is all about relationships, and yeah. we have a really good relationship. And I'm proud to represent Strinking and you guys. Wow! And you guys pay me for my efforts, and I trust your product, and it's allowed me to be at the top of my game. And when you place your headquarters in LA, and I got friends that live out here, and there's a beach and. You know, I got a convertible. Yeah, I got no well, complaints, man. I don't have, you know what I mean? That was a shockingly yeah. structured and well-organized corporate pitch. We might have to cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's part of the, that's part where it's cool to be a, for Shrink Kink to help you out doing your, your lacrosse life because uh, I know what it was like and you're doing it way better than I did. Um, let's get, so you, and then you live in, like you said, you live in Philadelphia I've actually been there because we shot a little yeah. video with you boys. We moved uh, cribs. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, you're at a new place? Yeah, we upgraded. Yeah, big upgrade. Really? Yeah. Just so people view, like listening to this know, you guys lived in a really nice place. Way nicer than any home that I've ever lived in, other than one place that I was allowed to crash at <laughs> as like a squatter. But you upgraded from that? Yeah, we upgraded. And this is... A little bigger. You live in a city... You know, you're used to the. But your apartments were pretty, pretty nice. Good so view. and good view and yeah. a nice view. Yeah. So did you upgrade as in association with the team? They're involved in these apartments. Uh, or is are you guys getting your own apartments? It it falls within our contract in in the sense that we get uh that we have marketing agreements. Okay. You know, yeah, we, yeah. We go around to school programs and exactly we make ourselves available for media and and all that stuff and represent them outside of the playing field yeah. and that's one of you know there's it, it there's a lot of entrepreneurship that goes into Definitely. being a professional you know there's a lot of different outlets and a lot of different buckets uh-huh. and you know you have to find those and be good at it and have a strong personality and you know make an impact in the community and one of the con not consequences one of the things that comes with that is that i feel like i always have eyes on me you know what i mean uh-huh. and you know so that all falls under that realm, but yeah, we, but that's legit. but yeah, we essentially have a contract that tells us that we have to live that we live in Philadelphia. They pay us a certain amount, which uh-huh. we use to pay 
help pay our rent and uh-huh. we represent the team year round. Yeah, in, that's in the awesome. Philly Where's area. the new apartment? Is it it's a in good a, area? It's, yeah, it's in an area called Fairmount. It's like a young up and coming area. But I grew up in the suburbs where everyone's got a big yard and you know we li- you saw our spot. We live right in the heart of the city. It's all yeah. high rises. I lived on. You know the twelfth floor before, but this spot's just a lot bigger. You saw our other spot. There's not yeah. much room for activity. Well, so compared to being from the suburbs, life, you think is. you know it's like the Texas mentality. Oh, big! You know, having more space mm-hmm. when you have a lot of stuff. Well, that's and being awesome. Men, that you yeah, guys can, are, yeah, so. are moving up. Um, yeah. Who do you live with? Matt Rambo. I mentioned that earlier. But just him? Yeah, just Matt Rambo. No, just yeah. oh, yeah. because when I checked in on yeah, you, Trevor you were Baptiste with Anthony Jokum. Yeah, Anthony Jokum, yeah, Trevor. It was and his so birthday just, this past weekend. Where does and Trevor moved out? Yeah, Trevor moved to Denver and uh, bought an apartment out in Denver. Where is he still playing for the Wings? Uh yeah, he still plays for the okay. Wings. So, so. L- w- let's talk about uh yeah. or one, you and Rambo. Did you know each other before? Never met each other. And it's when did you meet each other? It's funny. I tell him that because I can tell him this now because over the past three years we've become you know best friends essentially but I got cut from the bandits after my first year so I my first year out of college I played for the bandits second year I got cut didn't play in the NLL and then the third year was an expansion draft and I got uh, picked up by the wings and Uh me and him were competing for a lefty offensive spot and he never played. So, you know, I build the chip. We call it the upstate chip. Where I'm like, oh, Rambo can't do this. Rambo doesn't have this on me. You know, mm-hmm. like I went to the res, like I put in the time. This guy's just a college, you know. So I built up the hate chip because we were getting ready to go to training camp to earn a spot to be on a team. And I, all I've ever wanted was to be a, you know, this was my dream. And he was in the way. Like in my mind, I'm like, he's in the way. That's just how my mind works. Mm-hmm. And we show up at training camp, and we did, we're we sitting next to each other, and we're just shooting the shit, and our personalities just aligned. It was like, we're like the, the guys from Step Brother. Well, t- there's a hilarious comment. I'm telling you. There was a comment on a, a YouTube video that we did of you that said, uh, Blaze Reardon is a nine-year-old in a 20-year-old body, or something like that. And it sounds almost like, is that a chirp? But no, what it means is that like you, and I think Rambo, obviously, I don't know him, but yeah. I, I can only comment as a an outsider. You both have an endearing quality of like a, like enthusiasm of, you know, some older people. It's we're just, loving, just the way, it's just we the way love she, our lives. That's what I mean. It's the we're way We're living, we're loving it. We're, some, this is what we both wanted to do. This is what we're good at. We're having fun. We're down for whatever. We're loving, we're living, we're living life, man. Yeah. We're living. That's, you know, this is, I think we're in a good spot in our, in our head mentally. And we talk about that all the time because I think what people, you know, outsiders look at us and, you know, the PLL does a good job and all these players, you know, are shredded from head to toe and working out and these things. And everyone talk, you know, the good, and then you got two, you know, thicker dudes that cook and, you know, have fun and, uh-huh. you know, but we're we're dominating the game, you know. And people people are like, well, well, that is an, an amazing you know? right. He's the best attackman yeah. in the league, and you're the best goalie, yeah. and you live together, and you both have. And this YouTube comment, the reason I brought it up, I hope you don't think it's no. like a roast, is that like the kid hit the nail on the head, and yeah. he, I don't think that he, the person who said it, thought it was a roast. I think it was a compliment. A nine, is that like you two have retained like this what, yeah. youthful? Like you don't give oh. a shit about the when whole... you're nine years old, you got nothing to worry. That's about. what I mean. You get fat, you know. Yeah, but... and, and and yeah, we're adult, like 
We I, were, we were like, there's worry, but that's at the what end I mean. of the day, does it really work? Are that, we really that, worried? That, that, the way it's portrayed to the public, that's we're what not I'm worried about at. anything. And I, good. I, I can't, yeah. I don't know. I've met Rambo a few times, yeah. so I won't. Where did I meet him? I think I met him at like one of the, the U.S. team tryouts a few years ago. And he just seemed similar to you. Yeah. You know, it's like there's very little concern, which is, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, there are very few times where I'm not overthinking things. Well, that's the thing, right? It's me and I say it's already hard enough to compete against someone else to be in your own head and to overthink things. Now you're essentially competing with yourself too. So yeah. not only are you playing against I thought, another team, now you're playing against yourself. That seems like an unfair battle to me. You I know thought what I mean? that you thought that you wouldn't go top left. because, <laughs> <laughs> But no, both of you are it's a you two seem like a a good combo he's uh we gotta you should tell him he should come on the podcast we'll we'll let him uh saying about him attack me and get enough love no right? but well the, i only had you on to get to him <laughs> yeah, um, right. no but he should come on we'll let him we'll say epic is the sponsor of the podcast <laughs> get you 20 percent off use code rambo um but no you two have a definitely a, a unique thing going on and it's i actually didn't even think about the whole and this goes to how I look at, but you two are the best tackman and the best goalie in the, some people are probably like, and we compete f- on two. Of- how are these two do like, what, what is their program over there? <laughs> like, what is the, what are they putting? Cause you guys both like to cook too, right? Where it's, it's a like, secret. was that something that uh, was something you liked and then you lived with him and you picked up on it or you both like to cook and then live together and then match made in heaven. You guys ever think about doing a domestic partnership type of deal? Uh, no. <laughs> That's there never are, crossed our, our minds. Well, once, there's no. some solid tax implications for it. But anyway, um, do you, this is a quick transition. Are you, what are your religious beliefs? Are you, are you into that? Yeah. I mean, I'm Catholic and mm-hmm. I went through, you know, I'm got my communion and, and my confirmation and I got all of that stuff. And, um, I'm in a, I'm in a place in my life where life is fast. I feel like I live in the fast lane. Um, at times and during this COVID, like it definitely pumped a break and gave me time to reflect. Essentially, but you know I'm not here to reflect right now. I'm here to kind of collect, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like <laughs> sounds uh, like, like the answers now. <laughs> like so, I have beliefs that you're gonna follow once life slows down. Essentially. And yeah, but it's more of a, but funda- I believe, a fundamental. I believe in good people and I believe in being able to look in the mirror and look at yourself in the eyes at times uh-huh. and, and be able to tell yourself and, I, and I'm happy with the person that I am and what I represent and how I treat people and stuff. And like, that's all I really need. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're living in the fast lane, can't have a lot of luggage. And it my is all o- you need. My only luggage is that, you know, I'm true to myself and I believe I'm a good person and I'm doing things in my mind for the right reason. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be people that speculate and hate. But at the end of the day, as long as you can look at yourself and know that you're, you know, and that's all that is. Yeah. Man, and well, there's no real difference, fast. right? Yeah, no. Well, but if yeah. you say you had stringent religious beliefs, and I'm talking about like, yeah, I should live my life in, I'm not believing your God or not beliefs is almost less important than like you said, what you're doing. If yeah. you're already do it, you feel like yeah. you're a good person. Yeah. 
then a per, a person who does that without being religious is almost better than someone yeah. who does it because they're the rules. If someone preaches, yeah, that's well. It's like you're doing great, it because but, you're a good person. But if someone else is like only yeah. being a good person because X, Y, and Z, because those are the parameters of a religious belief, you know, there's almost a case to be made for. I mean, and you're above and we play the on the week. We play <laughs> we play on the weekends. I got games on Sunday. I got to be ready to play goalie. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So oh, I'm not. To, I'm not no, getting no, into no, that. No. I know we I both know, like yeah. to have a good time. I just more meant as your do. You, uh, do you think is in, there a god up there or not? It's yeah, really not that. I, yeah, no, I, I believe I believe in a god, and and I have a logo that I've created, and it's it's for, encompassed for, by for a, God, <laughs> and it's encompassed by a circle. And one, and the reason that it's there is because I I believe life is full circle. You know, I believe good things happen to good people. There you go. I believe you know there's someone watching and stuff like that. And there's signs in my life that have have proven that, and that it's as simple as that. And one of the most recent ones was the whole God that thing, and the fact that our first game of the season, he went and ran his mouth, and we got matched up with them again in playoffs in the quarterfinals, the first game of playoffs, and life brings you full circle. He, you know. Oh, you put himself on a platform, that. and we ended their season. Oh yeah, he got laid out a few times during that, right? Not even that. We ended he felt their the wrath of the Lord. We during ended that their one. season, and that's that's full circle. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, All so right, we'll, we'll move yeah, on from yeah. the from the uh, deeply uh, almost. You asked. Almost, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, we could go deeper, but we're we're gonna move on because yeah. people are gonna be like, "Why is he asking Blaze Reardon yeah. if he believes in God?" His name is Blaze. There's no way. Um, <laughs> Must be bad. He said he created a logo for God. Doesn't he know the cross already exists? Um, do you? So, just more particular and easy questions. Who's going to win the college title? I want to say UNC. Um, I want UNC. Simply off the fact that they look like they're having the most fun. I really like. I think. That. I think them and Georgetown, but I. Have followed UNC more and throughout the entire year. Well, I mean, when you score twenty goals a game, it's easy to have fun. But those guys, you know, from Coach Bresci all the way down to, to Coach Kevin Understein, K- yeah, and he, he, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's with his mustache. For he him to look, have a smile, he doesn't on his, look like he's for having him fun, to have he's for him fun. to be having fun. You know, they're having I've had fun. Plenty of you know fun with I mean? him. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. But I, I'm hoping for UNC too. But my official prediction, I hate to say it, is Maryland. They just look. Yeah. Uh, the Bernhardt kid looks. He's the real deal. Yeah, there's something. There's something going on there where he's uh, he's playing with cheat codes. But I'm I'm hoping for for UNC too. What about the PLL? What's your what do we got prediction wise? Obviously, you have almost nothing to work with except previous seasons. But how do you feel like your team's going to do? What kind of questions that. Yeah. What, well, we'll see when you answer. <laughs> what, what, what do we think? Without me answering the question, you know the answer to the question. We're, we're, the boys are taking it? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're there, you know? On paper, we're there. Anyone will tell you that. You pick up anyone new in the draft? I yeah, we picked thought. up – you know, this year's college draft was stacked, and we got – you know, I'll talk about one guy because I grew up on – you got to earn stuff, and I told you everyone's got a good college career, and I'm excited to welcome these guys to our team, but they also got to come in and earn it, you know, and, and – that will be known, you know, everything that's already been done is done. Now it's time to write this new chapter. And But I'm excited about a guy like Mac O'Keefe. You know, the, oh, the name of the game I, is scoring goals, and he was the best 
goal scorer to ever come through college lacrosse, and Andy Tower said it best, that's good, you know? It's so, very good. So I'm excited, uh, you know, to see what he, he can do and kind of look down the barrel of that. That's a new challenge, you know, getting a little older. You definitely you know, be you get a little, down the barrel. You get a little, you get a little, you get the, the grizzle on you, you know what I mean? It's like a, a oh, grill that's been cooked on numerous, you get the grizzle on you. I've been, so I'm excited to look down the barrel of a new shooter of a guy that's, you know, only lit, lit up the net and compete with him in practice and make him better, but also, you know. Yeah, I didn't know you guys have a good got time. him. Yeah. He's very, very good. Yes. And I feel like this year wasn't a good indication because he got so used to having Grant, yeah. someone on the other side. that And in the le- in the PLL, there's someone on the other side. Yeah. In fact, there's five other <laughs> yeah. guys close to as good as oh yeah as that. Some people are going to get you the ball. So that could be it. So you guys are going to win. Like it. You guys are going to win it all. That's the prediction. I said yeah. it. You don't have to say it. Yeah, no. Nah. But we'll mark you down. That's it. Okay. Appreciate cool. that. All right. And you um, can actually go on and bet your hard-earned money on that fact if you would like. But oh, because you can yeah, gamble on the this, PLL. Yeah. I don't think any of my money is hard-earned. Is it? <laughs> anyway, I've had about enough of you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure chatting with you. Um, like I said, you know. Got to tip the cap. Two-time goal of the year, NLL score. The the rational person to me wants to respect the hell out of you, but I'm pretty pissed that you managed to be better than me at scoring than I could in the NLL. So that's all. <laughs> that's it. That's all we need. <laughs> Signed and sealed. See you.